Hey guys, what's going on? It's Will with American Heart Enduro, and we are approximately one week and one day away from the beginning of Tough Like Roar in Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. This will be, I believe, the sixth running of Tough Like Roar, and it is one of the AMA's Eastern Extreme Championship races, brought to you by Sherco Off-Road. Um, this race is setting up to be fantastic this year. Um, Rob Moan is one of the main promoters up there, and, and we're about to talk with him on a phone call. Um, Drew, Kirby, and myself um, are remotely um, calling in for this one, so we apologize for any you know audio issues or whatnot, but it's kind of what we're dealing with right now due to this COVID thing, trying to stay socially distanced, yada, yada, yada. Um, some of the major players this upcoming weekend include Cody Webb, Colton Haker, Potentially Tristan Hart, if he can get into the country. Got Max Gearston. Um, believe Ronnie Como's making it. Uh, Nick Farringer, obviously um, Northeastern guy, as well as Quinn Winsel, Northeastern guy. Those guys are have been killing it. So um, looking really looking forward to seeing those guys. And then the bevy of other guys that are contenders like Steven Edmondson and Chuck DeLula, uh, Jason Gillen, um, I believe maybe David Camo signed up. I don't think Grayson Gonzalez out of, out of Hawaii is coming. Haven't heard about Cooper Abbott or Ty Tremaine. Um, I believe Dustin McCarthy is coming. Um, I've, I've heard James Flynn is coming. So that's just a few. Um, you can go on to www.americanhardenduro.com and check out um, the little article that I wrote up about this year's Tough Like Roar you can obviously listen to this podcast for a ton of information about the races on not only Saturday and Sunday, but um, as we, we, we talk a lot about the main contenders and just some of the spectating options and what to do up in Pennsylvania when you get there. So um, hope you enjoy. Um, here's Rob Moan with Tough Like Roar. Thanks. On. Not much. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent. How are my Tennessee buddies doing? You taking good care of my kid down there? We're trying to, man. Will abused him yesterday. <laughs> hey, I'd like to hear. Rob, he asked if he could come over on Saturday after we do Ted's ride and uh, change, use my tire changer to change a bib or a tire or something. And he goes, you can laugh at me. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm going to end up having to do it for you, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it for him. Just give him some points. Yeah. I will. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's have a little discussion about 2020 tough like roar, if y'all don't mind. Abs- absolutely. So, uh, what's new this year, Mister Moan? Uh, we have a lot new. We have about five miles of new trail for the main event that is going to be a good test for you guys. And uh, the format for the weekend is very similar to how it was. Races earlier both days. Okay. Uh, Sunday especially, we're starting the LCQ at 8 o'clock in the morning. And it's going to be a little shorter so that we can start the main event two hours earlier. We're going to start that at 11 this year. And we're going to give you a time limit. We're going to give you five hours to uh, do the two laps, each lap being 15 miles. So at 4 o'clock, the race is going to be over. And it's my guess that at about 4.15... We will have it scored, and uh, we'll probably have it scored before the majority of people are even back to their truck. Nice. Well, Rob, will you go back and uh, back to Saturday and just give us a quick rundown on race times and uh, what classes are race- racing each race? Because actually my wife and I were talking about it uh, timing-wise. So will you go over that for us? Absolutely. Everyone who signed up to do our race is going to race twice on saturday okay the first race uh, starts at nine o'clock in the morning pros and also the a riders and this year to even out both races numbers wise we had to put the 45 plus in with the pros and the a's okay. so it's going to start all the pros will start in rows of 15 and then all the a's will start in rows of 15 and then the 45 plus in rows of 15 how, so how then, far apart are those rows uh, 30 seconds okay. and it is time adjusted. And then at 11 o'clock, 
the B, the C, and the women will race on the same course that uh, the pros raced on and also the A's and 45 plus. And then at one o'clock, the pros, A's, and 45 pluses will race their second race on a totally different course. And then at three o'clock, the B, C, and women will race uh, their second race once again on a totally different course. Okay, and then you'll do some awards. I think I read we had to be there at 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. They maybe get some new numbers. Is that what I heard somewhere? Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to be giving out awards for Saturday's races. We're going to combine the two races together. And in the A, B, C, and 45-plus class, we're going to give out some contingency prizes. And we're also going to award the PA State AMA number one plates uh, in those four classes. Uh, the women, their final will be Sunday morning starting at 8.15, and that's when their number one plate will be uh, awarded. So are you all doing what you did last year? You're taking the top whatever to miss the first race on Sunday? Correct. So we're going to combine both races on Saturday, and the top 30 will automatically qualify for Tough Leg Roar final. So top awesome. from there, okay. Number, number thirty-one through one hundred and fifty will qualify for the LCQ, which will give uh, the opportunity for thirty more people then to qualify for the final. So everyone that finishes between thirty-first and one hundred and fiftieth, we're going to ask them to come down to like where the scoring is or where sign up is at five thirty Saturday afternoon, just to get a number to start for the LCQ. The way we start that is the, the best times that didn't qualify into the main event, they'll start on the first row, and it's going to be rows of five every 30 seconds apart, starting at 8 o'clock. So the number is just to get you situated in your row, sort of like the way an Endora would be. You know, there's going to be 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, and 1E, and so on. Yes, that that sounds good. And then, so after that, going on to the finals, are you doing it like you did last year for the the main race? It'll be ten rows of six, I assume. And then we did like live engine, what fifteen seconds apart? It was quick. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be dead engine start. We talked about doing live engine, but we decided to do a dead engine start. And yes, it's only fifteen seconds between rows. You know, we wanted to you know, give a, a little bit of an advantage to, you know, how you qualified through Saturday's races, but we didn't want to put, you know, a, a huge deficit uh, disadvantage. Yes. Cause we're, it's so, not time. It's, uh, it's not time adjusted based on rows. Correct. You're just like, correct. Okay. The main event is not time adjusted. If you are the 59th qualifier and start on the, the sixth row, then, you know, you got to catch up about a minute and, 30 second disadvantage or whatever it happens to be. Okay. Yeah. Matt, Will's the math guy. I'm not good at that. <laughs> well, we, we, we probably know the guys on the sixth row don't have a shot, but you know, I mean, the, some of the guys on the sixth row may have a shot at actually finishing, probably not winning. Well, what was it? Grant Baylor a couple of years ago had some chain issues and ended up on like the fourth row and still I think he was what top five, top 10 that year. Yeah. Well, he, he's yeah, a, he's a freak. Yeah. He's, he's good. <laughs> Well, so Rob, let's now that we've got the format kind of covered, let's go back to this trail you've added. You said five miles of new hard stuff. And what I've been concerned about, and you're giving me a hard time about, do we take out any? Or are we going to a 23 mile loop? Nope. The, the lap is a little shorter. Than you got to listen, Drew. He said 15 miles a lap. Oh, I didn't hear. It. I don't listen. I don't listen well. I was looking at something on the computer trying to be prepared, and I didn't hear. I got you. Obviously. Sorry, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. So, like Will just said, yes, uh, one lap is 15 miles. You know, to complete the main event, uh, you're going to have to do two laps. Okay. So, you, Drew, you only have to average six miles an hour. We're giving you five hours to do 30 miles. Oh. Uh, it sounds like it'd be a piece of cake. Do you have to have a motorcycle with you? I think I could <laughs> probably run that. <laughs> I'm bringing I'm bringing a TTR 125, <laughs> yes. but I can push. Rachel Gudish, Rachel Gudish tried to do that. Too, ah, yes, she did. 
yeah. that you bring the motorcycle. Right. So. It is required. Okay. Well, and then I think similar to last year, we talked about there, there's a couple sections that you're going to, we're going to skip the first lap. Hopefully we, as in we make it there. Um, and then we're going to do the second lap. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. You are absolutely right. So last year we had one section up near stairway to heaven that you only did the second time through. Uh, we, we call that the wrong side of heaven. <laughs> so after everybody is through the first lap, uh, we're going to, you know, block the course off. We're going to have an observation check there. And it's going to be, you know, plain as day as to where you need to go. And last year, uh, you did the first part of this. You were going to do it the same way again. But last year, when you got to the top of the hill, you know, you motored off and uh, went on to some nice trail. This year at the top of the hill, you're just going to do a Yui and come back right down alongside the trail you just went up and then just do another loop through the rocks and then back up a, a nasty little hill. So it's just, a you know, maybe a hundred yards uh, extension of trail that uh, we added on to the wrong side of heaven for this year. Do y'all have, do you, do you have a fun name for that? Yeah, we just call it the wrong side of heaven. Okay. Well, I mean, the, well, the, the second part. Well, the whole thing now, you're going to do it all together this year. And the whole thing, we're just calling the wrong side of heaven. Maybe you should call it Stairway to Hell instead of Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> now, Drew, you are yelling at me, telling me I, I got to watch my language here. And there you are. Well, <laughs> compared to what you've named. So, so everyone, I'm sure you're going to see these names when you get there. But we're trying to keep this podcast kid friendly. So you can yeah. listen to it with your kids in the car. But some of these names of these new sections are uh, aggressive, to say the least. Not, they're not too bad, Drew. Come on. All right. Tell us the worst one. I want to hear it. Am I allowed? <laughs> sure. I yeah. Sure. I don't even know what the worst one is. I know what it is. Okay. So the, sec- <laughs> <laughs> so the second section that you're only going to do the second lap, that's about eight miles in. Okay. Okay. And we call that camel toe. <laughs> that's not the one I was thinking of. But I forgot oh, about okay. that one. <laughs> what, so, why do we call it camel toe? Is it like up on a... Um... A little, well, I don't no, know. I think I think Invention. they found the though the prince of camels or or cows in that area, right? Mm, no, not even smarter <laughs> than that. I know. <laughs> I guess you'll just have to wait and see it for yourself. Oh wow, wow. we we just you... went from two hundred fifty entries to five hundred <laughs> entries right with that comment right there. <laughs> Oh. So one of the other sections that uh, we named, uh, so I'm, me and a, another guy that uh, helped me cut a lot of the trail, we're big music guys, so, you know, we have a lot of similar music tastes. So a lot of the trail names, we just kind of named after bands that we liked and okay. songs, you know, that we liked. And okay. that's where the trail Prison Sex came from. That is one of my favorite cool songs. I'm okay. sure there's a lot of people out there that know that song. Right. And, uh I think that's about how much fun the the trail. <laughs> also, well, th- there's always been the the bear shit trail, and then yep. um, obviously bisexual. bisexual hill. What was what was the really rocky one last year that was hit of make misery? That's it. Yes, it's so, so I'm here. I'm expecting that to just get extended this year, right? Exactly. So last year that was as far out as we went. Uh, we kind of. Did a Yui at the end of the Pit of McMisery and started coming back towards the camping area. And this year we go out probably another two miles. And they're going to be in two more pits very similar to the Pit of McMisery. One is a little shorter and one is much longer. And uh, then when you're coming back, we have another trail we call uh, Wicked Garden. That's uh, one of my favorite STP Stone Temple Pilot songs. Nice. So, um, that's going to have a hill that. I'm not saying everybody's going to have to push up, but I think most people are going to have to push up, you know, this hill. There might be one or two guys that can ride it, but I think you're going to have to, you know, do uh, a multiple pivot turns uh, to get up to the top of this. Is this so, is this bigger than the Pit of McMisery out from last year? Yeah, it's a little longer. It's probably twice as long, but it's not quite as steep. Like, you can't really push out of Pit of McMisery. Right. You know, you either make that hill. Or, or go back down. Yep. Yeah, that's the way the majority of our hills are. You either make them or you don't make them. You don't push up them. It's not like Battle of the Goats. Uh, but actually, there in Wicked Garden, that has more of a gradual incline, and you can push up that one. Okay. Even I pushed up that one. It took me about 15 minutes to do it. What tower are you running, Rob, if you don't mind me asking? 
No, I don't mind. I, your favorite tire. Oh, no. Oh, so, yes. You know one of my favorite tires. Mm. I know it is. As was. long as it was a Ken, that's good, I'm sure. Yep, it is. It okay. was a Ken. Did you start with an EQ? Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to get rid of those from last year? <laughs> no, I give them all day. Everybody's happy to take free tires. Oh, absolutely. The, the Equilibrium is an outstanding tire. Delirious. That is an outstanding tire. It does have its drawbacks on downhills in, and in mud soil where you need to get some traction at the bottom. But like a lot of our stuff, that tire works awesome and it wears like iron. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, That's for and, sure. and speaking of Kenda, they are your title sponsor again this year. Is that correct? They sure are. They've been with us since the very beginning and uh, they are our title sponsor. I talked to uh, the guy that's bringing all the Kenda tires to the weekend of the event and uh, he's bringing uh, over 150 tires nice if you need tires we're gonna have them there they will change them for a a small fee and um, we got everything you need to compete for the weekend and uh, we're giving out cash to the top 15 we're giving five grand to the winner paying out cash to the top 15 and then we have 20 tender tires that we're going to be giving away from 16th place to 35th place oh that's pretty cool so if you don't get in the cash you might be able to get a free tire on your way out absolutely yep that's pretty cool Um, that is awesome well and and one thing actually rob and i were talking before we started recording is kinda has two new tires out the gauntlet and the gnarly and um he picked up a couple of those this evening rob which would tell him uh what you think about them well like uh i was looking at the gauntlet and i like the tread pattern but it surprised me how I was expecting the knob to be softer. It was a little stiffer, mm-hmm. you know, than I was. Intermediate. And, uh, you know, it's still not like a full-blown knobby by any means, but I was expecting it to be much softer. And then I uh, looked at the the Gnarly, and that has a kind of a funky tread pattern, almost like a paddle-type tire. Like, it looks like it would work good in the mud or the sand. Uh, the, t- the knobs aren't that long, and those knobs are very pliable, very, you know, soft. Yep. So that's... We'll, we'll see. I would imagine, you know, the gnarly will probably, you know, either chunk off the knobs or round the knobs fairly quickly, you know, where maybe the gauntlet will just last a little longer. Did the gnarly pass the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, the nipple twist test? Well, it depends. How hard. <laughs> <you know? laughs> wow. See, here we go again. Kid friendly. Come on, Rob. Hey, Will started it. Don't be on to me. Will started it. Well, so for, for those of you that have are used to the Kenda Ibex, when I got home, I uh, actually ran downstairs and I just got a shipment of a gnarly, a gauntlet, and an Ibex. And the the gauntlet was more firm. And the gnarly and the Ibex are very similar in their uh, soft and squishiness. So just for those out there that are used to the Ibex, it's, more, it's definitely the softer compound like the Ibex, the gnarly is. So, well, and so my next question, Rob, um, now that we've got all these awesome new sections, how is spectating going to be um, getting to those sections? Well, that, that's the bad part. You know, like we, we have good spectator sections, uh, very similar to what we had last year. Like, okay. for that, especially for the main event, we have four spectator spots that are spaced out, uh, you know, throughout the lap that you could see your guy or whoever you're looking for you know, like four times on a 15-mile lap. Okay. Had a very good, you know, technical, you know, rock garden, you know, business 409, 409, some, some nasty hills uh, there along the wall. I don't know if you remember that where mm, oh, uh, yeah. the trail is about eight inches wide. And Love it. Scraping along the, the, the slate wall. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, all this new stuff is, you know, three-plus miles from the starting area. Okay. You know, it's not – easy to get to you know if you're on foot you know or if you have a bicycle you know you could get there especially an e-bike that would be awesome but most of the the new stuff you know there i'm sure there'll be some spectators that find their way out there but uh probably you're you know most people are only going to see it through some of the guys like blake and some of our other videographers that are coming with bikes, you know, to video and take pictures out of this stuff. Well, and so if you're familiar with the property, the way I understand it, if you're standing in the parking lot looking up the hill, stairway to heaven, and what'd you call it? Stairway 
next to heaven. Wrong uh, side. Uh, of wrong heaven. side of heaven is to your yep. left. And then yep. the pit of McMisery, and way to your right. the new stuff is way to your right. So it's going to be further to your right, like you said, about two or three miles, correct? Correct. Okay. Absolutely. So you'd have to get way out there. So we are uh, having uh, – we're using trackers just for the main event this year. That's going to enable pit crews to at least have an idea of where their rider is. Uh, we tested them in February, and they worked pretty well. We're going to have a TV monitor at the scoring area. Uh, that's going to have like a, a topographical map or a GPS map of the course. And then there's going to be like 60 little red dots or balloons, whatever you want to call them, with, you know, people's initials on them that are following along the course. So you'll be able to at least have an idea, you know, of, of where your rider is on the course. You know, whether he, you know, you might see him in five minutes or you might not ever see him again sort of thing. Nice. Now, I'm not sure, you know, you ever again, <laughs> you use on your phone to, you know, like you can be out in the woods at a spectator point and use this, you know, now obviously you're talking a much smaller screen, you know, so we're going to have to see how it works. I'm hoping it works, you know, pretty well. I, I, I think it'll be pretty cool to that. At least your pick crew will have an idea of where you are on the course. No, that, that is awesome. Cause I know we ran into in the main event last year, we had some people we couldn't find. They were out of gas. We, we thought we were just going to leave them for dead and hit the road. Yep. yep. So. Well, we're hoping that this year, you know, we'll be able to, you know, know where everybody is and find them. And we brought everybody home last year, but hopefully we can do it a little quicker this year. That would be awesome. Um, Camping wise and parking, everything kind of the same as it was last year. Yes. We, we leveled out a little more down by the, the scoring sign up area. Uh, still, you know, we tried to make it a little better. We actually rented a big uh, D6 dozer and uh, moved some dirt around. It still isn't beautiful, but I think it's going to be a little better than what it was, you know, last year. You mean you didn't put sod everywhere and make it luscious green grass for us to camp in? <laughs> My suggestion is bring a canopy because that black coal dirt is very hot in the middle of the day in the sun. Uh... And it, it gets there. everywhere. Everywhere. That's what I yeah. told my wife. I said, just plan to be black, have black stuff all over everything. Well, and, and Rob, <laughs> one other thing I'm actually sitting here looking at is you guys, anyone who has entered should have received an email, correct? Correct. I wanted to go over this. And yes, I'll, I'll do that right now. So all the racers, we sent them an email that uh, contained two waivers that we want them to print out, uh, sign them and bring them to the races, and anyone they're bringing with, we want them to sign it also, so that when you come to the gate, you can hand us these already pre-signed waivers. Okay. Uh, at the gate is where you're going to pay your fee. Uh, it's either going to be $10 a day or $20 for the weekend. I hope everybody comes prepared with the correct change, because we are not giving change. So if you come with a 50, and there's only two of you, you know, thanks for the $10 donation. <laughs> Because we're not giving change. We're trying to, you know, do what the AMA wants us to do with its safe to race guidelines. Okay. You know, we're trying to eliminate, Fair uh, enough. Limit, you know, human in interaction. That's why when you get to the gate, at the gate is where you're going to get your rider packet. You're going to come in. You're going to pay your gate fee. You're going to hand the gate people the waivers that you find ahead of time. And you're going to say your name and your class. And they will hand you your rider packet that has, uh, numbers for the front of your bike, numbers for the left side of your helmet. It's going to have three pages of information. We went to a lot of trouble to pretty much any question that you will have throughout the course of the weekend will be on those three papers. Take five minutes and read those three papers, and it will answer probably most of your questions. There's also going to be a little ticket in there or coupon for a case of water. One of our sponsors is a member of the club. Uh, he owns uh, Fegley's Mini Market down in Tamaqua. So go down there with this little ticket, and they'll give you a case of, of free water. And you can pick up a lot of other stuff you might need down there, ice, you know, sports drinks, coffee, something like that. You know, we just hope that uh, you support the people that, you know, support our race. Did, sure. you, say, did you say that was down in Tamaqua? No, I said it's in Tamaqua. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood you. I wasn't listening again. Hey, what what time does the gate open on Friday? Uh, well, I saw somewhere where we posted it at uh, ten o'clock Friday that the gate's going to be open. Okay, I, I knew some someone had asked online that question, so yeah, there you go. All right, so 
I, you sent us the uh, list of pros that are signed up, and if my counting is correct, we got 39 on the list, plus Colton Haker, Ron Como, and possibly Tristan Hart, if he can get into the country. Mm-hmm. So, also, uh, Thorne Thorn Devlin, uh, I think he decided to uh, race last second. Nice. There's one, there's one or two other pros from California that are coming. I forget their names. But they weren't names that I recognized. You know, I don't mean to slight anybody. Right. Uh, I know they've kind of been the pro press, but they, they were, you know, West Coast guys, and I didn't recognize their name. I'm not sure who they are. Okay. Hmm. Well, regardless, the, um, the the list of pros is pretty daggum impressive. I mean, let alone, let alone the number. But we've got, obviously, starting from the top, we got Cody Webb and Colton Haker and Max Gearston and – you know, possibly Tristan Hart and Ronnie Como and Quinn Winsel and Nick Faringer. And I mean, th- this is the field of stack. I mean, besides obviously the GNCC guys, they don't look like they're showing up this year and we're going to, we're missing out on the Europeans. We're missing out on Wade Young who won last year, but this, it, this field looks very impressive. I totally agree. When we first started this race, I said, all I wanted was 50 fast guys. And, uh, uh <laughs> I- I think we got even more than 50 fast guys. Yeah, so, you're getting uh, there. If you uh, you know, aren't racing, come on up and spectate. We got a lot of good spectating within walking distance of the pits, you know, like a 10-minute walk, maybe a 15-minute walk at the most to get, uh, you know, to some, some good spectating areas. You've been there for the past two years, you know. I see you at all the good spots <laughs> in the – in the LCQ race, you know, on Sunday morning, because both of you guys always advance right to the tough like four final. Oh yeah, well, it's so easy. Not, no, 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 I did not. <laughs> I've been there twice, and I've only made the main event once. So easy on that. Back it down. All right. Well, I'm trying to get some slack. You know. Well, didn't you break well, your hand or something, Drew? I mean, yeah, come on. I, yeah, I broke my hand within a mile of the first race on Saturday after a what, 10-hour drive, slightly disappointing. But we, we are fortunate, obviously, to have dirt bikes, so we can get to all of those super awesome spots. Right on. Oh, yeah, well, and, and, and one guy I totally failed to mention is Chuck DeLula, local Pennsylvania guy. I mean, Chuck's probably if, – if I had to bet on it, he's going to be in the top five, right? Well, we're going to see. You know, Oof. like putting a, putting a five-hour time limit on it, uh, I think it's going to reduce the number of – finishers you know so right. you could be fifth but you know technically not finish the race well you know, so i look 15 so, riders i think he uh, just called out chuck is what he did just there yeah he, <laughs> well i think he called chuck not fast is what he said <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting here i have the results from last year pulled up and 13 riders finished within five hours yes so nicholas dudukovich was the mm-hmm. 13th lucky number 13 finished in four hours and 49 minutes did that hurt your feelings last year rob when 13 people finished no 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 there was more than that finished not at all you know like i tell people all the time i I want you know i want 20 or 25 guys to finish but it's so hard to put on a challenging course that will challenge people like last year like wade young and nick Franger and quinn wentzel but yet still have you know uh, people like you know, Drew Kirby and Will Preston, you know, <laughs> finish the race. Yeah. And that is so hard to do. Like, it would be easy for me to go out there and make a course that only Cody Webb and Colton Haker could finish. You know, that yeah. wouldn't be hard at all. But it, what's hard is finding. It's a, it's a balancing you know, act. Yeah. I exactly, get it. Exactly. And that's one thing where I wanted to bring up, you know, like we have our race is a, a two day event, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And we always say, Saturday is for your average guy who likes technical, difficult trails. The majority of the pros are going to be whining. This isn't hard enough. This isn't extreme. This isn't what I signed up for. They have to realize that Saturday is for your average guy. Sunday is for the pros. And I think, and you two can attest to this, I think that most pros will get more than they can handle or as much as they can handle and possibly more. I agree. Yeah. Well, and I've, we have we haven't even seen these five new miles, and I mean, I got all I could handle last year because I didn't finish. So, you know, well, we we can go right there. Yeah, you did one lap. You did a lap and a half, actually. So you saw the whole course. Oh, I think it was a lap and three quarters, but yes, I did one lap. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was enjoyable, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, we were having fun. All right, so what about – I know Ben Kelly's won this thing twice. So Ben Kelly's not coming back this year, right? Correct. And then Ricky Russell, is he injured? Yeah, he's injured. Grant Baylor, Sherco, he, he's not in. He couldn't get, nope. a two, couldn't get a two strokes, what he told me at the National Enduro. Okay. Um, he wanted what, to do it, he said. What about Toth or Toth? He's won it before. Yep. Correct. He, he also told me, you know, he's coming off a leg injury, and he told me at the National Enduro that he wanted to do it, but he just hadn't had enough time back on the bike and didn't want to risk hurting that leg again. And, and that's what Ben Kelly told me as well. He got a bum shoulder, and, you know, it's not obviously his main focus, so he didn't want to risk another injury. What about Tegan Temple? He didn't sign up, and uh, so I, he's more than welcome to come. I would love to see him, but he didn't sign yeah. up for this. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, the former champs, you, you expect them to, you know, give her hell. <laughs> well, he, he did it the first year, and I think he realizes that it just got way harder every year. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's an, he's an awesome go-fast guy. You know, he's more of your – GNCC hold it wide open kind of guy than the technical push it up a, a mountain kind of guy. So well, and, and in the past, some of the the hard enduro guys have complained. Oh, the GNCC guys are beating us, and of course, you know we say just ride faster. But it doesn't appear that any of those guys are going to be here this year. It doesn't seem like it. No. Hmm. Um, <laughs> should be. Should be. I. So Rob, what a. Who are you thinking will be will be on the uh, top step come next Sunday? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know. Well, that's that's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say it's going to be Cody Webb. But you know, you never know. I I think watching the stuff over in Europe, I think Cody and Wade. When I saw them both competing in the same event, they seem to have similar speed. Mm-hmm. They were usually close to each other. You know, now last year, Wade won by like 37 minutes, I think it was. That's, that is exactly correct over Nick Farringer. Okay. You know, so, you know, once again, nothing against any of the other other guys. But, you know, uh, unless uh, Nick and Quinn and them guys have elevated their game, which watching some of these videos and, and seeing the results of some of uh, the other events that happened this year, they, they probably have. But uh, I think Cody's going to be, you know, tough. Tough to beat, although this will be the first year, you know, he's seen it and all these other guys have ridden it multiple times. And one big thing that really surprises me, I guess I shouldn't say it really surprises me, but I see that none of those West Coast guys ever run Barkbusters. And I watched King of the Motos. I watched Cody's point of view video from King of the Motos where there's not a tree on the entire course. (laughs) You know, like we have some tight trail, you know, you can easily, you can easily bust a throttle, you know, if you fall in the rocks. Yeah, it, break a lever. Exactly. And, and you know, that's all it takes. There's plenty of rocks out there for, uh, you know, to tip over on. So I guess we'll see what happens. Hey, Rob, they're so good. They don't fall down. Let's be honest. That's why. That's true. Yeah. Well, last year I was at the finish when Wade Young came in and he took his helmet off and I swear there wasn't a at all. It looks like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah. His bike and there wasn't a single scratch or dent on his exhaust pipe. Insane. That that might go for the top two or three, but not not us. He must have cut the course. Yeah, definitely. Those trackers better. Those trackers better log those GPS routes. All right, so my my sleeper pick. I don't know if y'all care to hear it. Oh, I, I got. I know. I know. I I know who it is. Who is it? Dustin McCarthy. Yep, you got it. Oh, I saw. Yep. I was gonna bring him up because I saw his name buried in there. I don't know him. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of the California guys that um will be there without Barkbusters. Probably, but well, what what he will have or will go ahead and tell him. He'll bring his snowmobile. No that's, uh, no, that's not snowmobile guy. That's not snowmobile guy. No, oh, Keith yeah, Curtis yeah. is. Oh, Dustin McCarthy is Fabio. Yes. yes. Okay. Never mind. I'm I'm out on Dustin McCarthy. Sorry, <laughs> dude. <laughs> wow. So who's who? Will is referring to is Keith Curtis, who won Sticks and Stones last year. Yeah, I thought that was him, but he's not on the list. No, I was hoping he would be. And you know, another guy that we were kind of hoping 
secretly would show up would be Pat Smodge. Um, he raced the hard enduro out in Iowa and we were kind of hoping he was testing the waters and he ended up second to Quinn and we were hoping he would, uh, make an appearance at tough like roar. I heard he's not coming. Yeah. That's what, that's what I heard as well. Is he afraid? Is that what you heard? <laughs> he heard, he heard it was tough like roar, not easy like roar. <laughs> trials like roar. Trials like roar. That's what it is. It's trial TLR. <laughs> So we uh, we posted a picture of the Grand Champion Trophy. I don't know if you guys saw that with all the cash laid out that we're giving out. I shared well, it on American Hard Enduro. Rob, have you not have you not been on Facebook tonight? Come we, on, we've already got like 150 yeah. comments on that on that photo. Really nice. Yeah. Someone someone's coming to rob whoever's house that is and find the cash. Is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out, Rob. We, we make the, the trophy every year. There's a guy in our club that uh, gets the aluminum. There's another guy in the club that works at a machine shop that I, I draw a little picture, and I'm like, can you do this? And the guy's usually like, yeah, I can do that. So uh, then I do the woodwork part of it. That trophy that trophy weighs 50.2 pounds. Oh. Let me just ask you this. Does it still have an American Hard Enduro logo on it? That's the question. Not yet. You're going to have to bring a sticker. We'll put one on. Oh, come on. <laughs> the, the one y'all had on it last year was just beautiful. It was. Thank, thank you very much. That took a long time. I inlaid all that with, with the wood. That took a long time. Okay. Well, I, I wonder if where that trophy is. I bet Wade did not take it on the plane back across the pond. Boo Boo probably hit it somewhere in the States. Okay. So I'm good friends with where he stayed at last year. Don Fegley. He, he's a member of our club. He's the one who owns Fegley okay. Market there in yep. Kamakwa. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, I said, we put a lot of effort and hours, you know, into that trophy. I said, I, I could see him just giving it to you, you know, to Don Fegley saying, you know, thank you for letting me stay in your house and taking me riding. And Don looked at me, he goes, Wade Young commented nonstop about how beautiful that trophy was. And he said that was the nicest trophy he has ever won. Out nice. Of wow. He kept, saying, he kept saying, well, there's other people's names on here with past winners. He's like, am I allowed to keep this? He's going. And Don's <laughs> like, yeah, that's yours. You know, it's just showing you who won it in the past. And he's like, no. He's like, he's like if somebody, this costs like thousands of dollars. For- <laughs> <laughs> and Don's like, no, it's your trophy. That, uh, that's funny. That's some. That, I was gonna say that is a huge compliment to you guys. Good job on the trophies; they are beautiful. And yeah, hey, you, you know, Wade's won trophies all over the world too. So yeah, it was cool when I heard that. Well, so what? Um, you know, just because this is my goal for the year is to get a finisher's medallion. What are they looking like this year? Similar to. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, am I going to get a piece of coal? You're going to have to keep it hidden from your kids, Drew, because, you know, they're delicate flowers and they got <laughs> real world here. So if you're strong enough, if you're tough enough to do two laps at Tough Like Roar, the medallion looks the same, but the lanyard on it says, I survived prison sex. <laughs> oh, uh, that's awesome. I uh, love it. Oh, I've officially told Jarrett, and for those who don't know, Rob's son Jarrett has moved down to Tennessee where Will and I live outside of Knoxville. And so I don't know if we're taking him under our wing, but we're we're taking over some sort of ownership of him. And He's taking he, a beating. I know that. Yeah. Well, so he talks about how Rob just gives him hell, for lack of a better word, all the all the time. And I said, well, I think he's transferred to me because he started giving me a hard time all the time now. <laughs> so I'm getting some of the abuse, but it's all in good fun. Right on. So one other thing, it doesn't apply to you guys, but uh, once again, Don Fagley, we're giving out uh, three places. We're paying 500, 350 and 250 to the top Pennsylvania rider. So, Ryder LeBlond, uh, Brian Mako, Nick Dukovich, Chuck, Chuck Delulu. Uh, you guys are, uh, can make a, a good amount of coin uh, that weekend with uh, 500, 350, or 250 on top of anything else. Okay, so I'm, I'm inside the top 15. I'm looking at the results from last year, and it appears that the one and only Jarrett Moan is the top PA rider, I believe. Would yes, he be eligible what? since he now lives in Tennessee? Well, what do you think, Drew? I'm just, I'm just asking. What, what are we checking? Like, PA rider. I'll, I'll give you a two-word answer. Hell no. 
it's got to be on the driver's license, and I'm sure he still has a PA driver's no, license. No, he's already changed it over. I know he has. <laughs> well, then that would defer to Brian Mako. Yeah. Uh, he even beat Chuck DeLula. He must have cut the course, too. No way. <laughs> I was with, I was like practically the whole last lap together, the whole second lap together. Yeah, I was going to say Mako and I were together, and we heard Jarrett was not far in front of us, and it, it fired us both up, except for I ran out of fire, and apparently he did not. <laughs> well, I mean, and Dudukovic, he's right there, too. I mean, that, yep. that, y'all got some good riders in PA. Um, Nick that... has improved so much in the past, say, year and a half, just with speed and both technical stuff. I uh, He's been riding a lot of trials, from what I understand. Yep. Yeah, I've seen some videos of it. His skill has improved greatly, and I fully expect him, you know, to, to – be challenging for the top PA rider for sure. Well, and you it know, actually he's it, a little younger than Chuck, so you know he's got age on his side. He's he's a third the age of Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, it, it it actually went Brian. Go ahead, Mako. check my math. I don't care. <laughs> Brian Mako was in eleventh. Chuck was in twelfth, and Nick Dudukovic was in thirteenth. So they are right there together. Yeah. Well, and then, oh, then I guess Thorne, he's from PA as well, so. Yeah. He's from, hey, we, he's from Tamaqua. Yep. Down there on the streets of Tam, Tamaqua. No comment. If you're listening, hey, I, you know, like I'm the same age as you, so you're doing way better than me. Yeah, I've, I've never beat Chuck straight up yet. No. Yet, so. we, we love Chuck. We don't, we don't like anybody more, so. Yeah, no. And if we actually get Thorne a gummy tire without a rock solid bib, he might do better. I feel so bad. I'm very surprised that you signed up, but I think it's awesome. And uh, it's good to put yourself and uh, get yourself outside of your comfort zone. No, I think, yeah. I think we, we talked a lot about him and I did it uh, the last National Enduro, and he was hoping to sneak out and do it. So I'm excited he'll be there as well. So what do you guys think of, uh, you know, the race? So I explained a lot of it. You know, now you've ridden it the last two years. You know, like, do you think Saturday's events are, you know, hard enough for you guys? Once again, we, we're catering, or catering more towards your average rider. you got to keep that in mind. But do you think they're still hard enough for the top guys? For the top well. guys, for the top guys, uh, I mean, I don't know. The top guys, the cream's going to rise to the top every time. It doesn't matter what kind of terrain you throw at them. The, the fast guys are the fast guys. My problem is I'm I'm one of the guys hunting for that top 30. So the harder it is, the more of a shot I have at making the top 30. So I'm not a fan of hair scrambling um, like TKO last year, for instance. Well, yeah, hair scrambling to qualify for a hard enduro. Yeah. To place yourself. All right, that's – and, and I think it's good, and Rob, you've mentioned before that, like, you want to give everyone plenty of riding for your event. You know, some events you go to, you travel, you pay, you ride for three hours. Well, you know, this race, you're getting tons of riding in. You get your um, mileage in. Yeah, you sure. get your mileage in. I, I enjoyed Saturday. There was nothing, you know, we had a couple little bottlenecks, but for the most part, it was challenging enough, but not overly challenging. Saturday races are going to be very similar to how they were last year. The first race is going to be the easiest race by far. It's going to be very similar to last year. Now, the second race, probably half of it is different. Half of it's new. And uh, the part that we added, it's, you know, it's challenging. It's just like bony, rocky trail. There's two and three lines through it. So that bottlenecks shouldn't be too much of a problem because, you know, it's not just one line. But uh, it's pretty rocky. And a bunch of our club guys wrote it and they were like, wow, that's like really hard. So, uh, you know, I, I think the second race will, you know, will make the, the top guys a little happier. It's still not going to be as hard as they want, but uh, I, I think it'll make them a little happier. Well, as long as I'm in the top 30, I'll be happy. Yeah, second that. <laughs> uh, hey, but and, if, and, if not, whatever. And, Rob, on Saturday, we're not re – reordering based on the first race and the second race first race to the second race so we race the first race on whatever row we get pre-sign up and then correct. the second race we're on the same row correct correct okay yep. so and that's all based by when you signed up the earlier you sign up the closer you are to the front the less people there are in front of you okay so i know cody webb signed up late correct so him and colton yes. are going to be to the back yes they're going to be 
they'll be on like the fourth row or third. I, I think Odie might have been like 36, something like that. So, yeah. Third so row. Like fourth fourth so, row. So, hopefully, we'll get some uh, good opportunity to see them uh, do something cool as they go by us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very good. Well, so it, it looks like I'm the 15th person signed up and Drew is the 16th. So, okay. so we decided to, in years, <laughs> we did 10 people on a row. But yep. when we saw that you and Drew were one apart, we decided to really screw Drew. Yes. Thank you, Rob. Row, that's awesome. So that he starts on the second row. So that's what we're going to do this year. I love row. it. Hey, I like to carry it out there. Somebody to go chase down. Well, I, I see that Ryder LeBlonde is right behind Drew, so there's one person for sure that's going to be in front. Of, oh, and Nick Farringer and Quinn. <laughs> so, yes. They're piling but, up, huh? I, I have a buffer. I will I will just <laughs> take them all out in the first quarter. Hey, uh, so, Rob, and real quick, <laughs> something else we didn't talk about. Are we running pretty much the same direction? It's not like TKO where you're going to flip everything around. Correct. No, the the okay. course directions are you know very similar. Like I said, Saturday's races are very similar. They start the, the same way, basically run the same direction. Uh, the the first race, the LCQ, we're calling it on Sunday morning, uh, is much shorter. Last year, ten miles. Uh, it's only about four miles this year, but this year for the LCQ, sounds like someone's playing ping pong in there. What, what the heck's going on there? Yeah, so, are you all right, Drew? I just opened a door to go to the basement. Apparently, I don't have a mute button on this. I apologize. <laughs> so the LCQ is only four miles long, but they're going to go and do a trail that they've never done before Sunday morning. We're sending them up Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Elevate the difficulty factor. Okay. Uh, that LCQ event, making it shorter, but making it harder. How many miles did you say LCQ is on Sunday? About four miles. Okay. But uh, the first two are going to be about the the same as Saturday's race, and the last two are going to be all different and much harder. Excellent. So if you, you said you're sending them up Stairway to Heaven, correct? Yes. Then are you just going to come right back down and not do Heaven? Correct. You know, all okay. you guys you're like oh that's all awesome trail up there and but it's not extreme so we listen to you so you're going to go up stairway to heaven and right at the top of the rocks we made a brand new trail that just goes along it has some challenging you know spots here and there but it's nothing gnarly and you just go right over to the downhill uh, okay so you're going to skip out on almost three miles of trail like for the main event you're not going to do any of that up there well, then, so then, you know, originally we go up and go left on 409, went up and did all of heaven, and then we came back on that same rocky, yes. like, part. So are we still going to do that part? Yep, yep, that's okay. all the same. So you're going to okay. come back to the scoring area. Last year, you came back to the scoring area, and there was a checkpoint there, and that was about yep. eight miles into the lap. Okay. And this year, you're going to come back there, and that's only going to be about three and a half or four miles into the lap. Okay, and so then speaking of checkpoints, are you guys doing checkpoints and going to count checkpoints? Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have multiple or numerous checkpoints for the final, the main event, and we're going to use them for scoring. You know, like I said, at, at 4 o'clock, we're going to say the race is over, and you, know, you're, you will be scored to the last checkpoint that you made it through. Okay, I like it. Uh, for the LCQ, we're going to have uh, one checkpoint that we're going to use, you know, in case uh, we we don't have finishers or to score the non-finishers, I guess I should say. Okay, and you, and you said the LCQ is an hour, so it'll run from 8 to 9, correct? It's going to run from 8, well, we're going to say till 9.15 because the, okay. the women, all the LCQ riders are going to go, then there's going to be like a three-minute pause, and then we're going to send the women out on the same course, and and uh, that's going to be their final, and we're going to give them until 9.15. So at 9.15, the LCQ and the women's final is over. Okay. Do you all know off the top of your head how many female riders you have signed up? Good question, Drew. Ten. Ten, really? Yep. Uh, Rachel Gudish is coming. Uh, the, that's the my pick. Girl, Lu Louise For Forsley is Ooh. coming. Easy now, Will, on your pick there. And then there's a uh, – I'm sticking with Rachel. A bunch okay. of local. Oh, well, I think Rachel told me, I can't remember if she's going to be on a 300 or a special 200. Ooh. I can't remember. I think she might be on the 300 and she was happy about it. She goes, I'm not riding a four stroke again. I said, that's probably a good call after that year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was you, brutal. Um, 
if well, either of those two or any of the other women make the, you know, the top 30 in the LCQ race. And if they want to ride tough like Roar and they earn their way in, they are more than happy to do so. What if they make the top 30 from the Saturday races? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a question. Minds will be now, blown. I've not. I've been beat by girls before at National Enduros. It hurts, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, their their final, their main event is at eight fifteen. You know, so okay. that's when they're going to race. So, okay. Yeah, so, if, if one of them finishes in the top thirty and they still want to do it after their race, if they qualify for Tough Like Roar, we will gladly let them ride. Okay. All right. Just a question. Well, good deal. Why don't we uh, wrap it up here? Um, thanks a lot, Rob. Anybody else you need to thank? Uh, you know, just all the Roar members that are out there. Everyone's going to have an orange T-shirt on. And uh, once again, Kenda's been with us since the beginning. We have so many good sponsors. I'm not even going to list them because I don't want to slight anybody. Uh, we got lots and lots of uh, contingency awards to give and uh, our purses you know 15 grand we're giving out so uh, that's a lot of money absolutely well and that's i think one of my favorite things about y'all's event is how many members you guys have in your orange shirts that are club members of, of roar that are just out there to help and are so helpful so much water available at y'all's race it's it's so needed it's so important we're going to have at least four places where we're going to have water out on the course for the riders to, uh, you know, help themselves with. Because uh, we know it's it's always hot, and I'm sure this year will be no different than past years. But you guys living in Tennessee, you should be used to that. Well, and, and we actually looked at the weather, and it says 83 degrees on Saturday, but that's the 10-day forecast, so I'm sure it'll be 103 by the time we get there. Well, let's hope not. Oh, please. Um, I want it. Rock. Bring it. Bring the heat. Oh, well, Rob, man, thank you for your time. I think this is 50 minutes that we've been talking. That's longer than most of our just normal podcast. That's okay. I'll talk for another 50 minutes. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, as we know, I can talk as well, but it's 10 o'clock. It's my bedtime. Awesome. Well, we'll see you in about uh, a little bit over, I don't know, 10 days or so. Sounds good, boy. How about, good. Hey, how about seven days and then 12 hours? Yep, yeah, eight days, whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See you, Rob. Later, y'all. Yeah. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Rob Bone. Um, please, you know, come to the race with your waivers signed so that there's no uh, extra, you know, confusion before the thing happens and uh, you, we can get through sign up and get through all that very quickly. Um, this race is stacking up to be a good one. It looks like there's a lot of money on the line, and um, hopefully we'll get some more finishers of Tough Like Roar, and uh, we'll see you guys out there on the trail. Thanks.